Welcome to the Optimal Body Podcast. I'm Doc Jen. And I'm Dr. Dom. And we are doctors of physical therapy, bringing you the body tips and physical therapy pearls of wisdom to help you begin to understand your body, relieve your pains and restrictions, and answer your questions. Along with expert guests, our goal of the Optimal Body Podcast is really to help you discover what optimal means within your own body. Let's dive in. All right, before diving into the interview, I want to talk about one thing. It's our Gen Health community challenge on our brand new Gen Health platform. We are going to be going through 30 days of the full body low impact plan throughout the month of August. It started on August 1st, but it's not too late to get in. You can go down to the link in the show notes. It's gen.health backslash low impact. This 30 days is going to include strength, mobility, core workouts, so much more, and not only those workouts, but we're going to have live sessions every Sunday where Jen's going to go live, talk to you about an aspect of strength, of movement, of health in general, and just help you navigate through this 30 days and any of the aches and pains you might be having. So come move with us. It's for the full month of August. It's only $25. The link is down in the show notes, or you can just go to jen.health backslash low impact. We'll see you there. Excited for this next interview coming up. We have two MDs on the podcast who are going to help to clear up any confusion about vitamins, what you should be taking and how you should supplement. So we have Dr. Arielle Levitan, who is a board-certified internal medicine physician and a co-founder of VU Vitamins, which we're going to have linked up below because you're going to want to check it out after you listen to this interview. We also have Dr. Rami Block, who is a board-certified specialist in endocrine and metabolism medicine and a member of the American Thyroid Association and also a co-founder of VU Vitamins. Now, they both co-wrote a book, an award-winning book called The Vitamin Solution, Two Doctors Clear confusion about vitamins and your health, which was published in November 2015. And we're going to link that up below as well in case you want to grab that book and learn even more after this interview. Now, they both have their expertise, have done so much in terms of research and understanding what is necessary to really go into a vitamin that's personalized for each individual. It's not just about grabbing something off the shelf. It's not just about getting a multivitamin based on your age, but we're going to really talk into the specifics about vitamin health. Now, Dr. Levitan, she also is has special interest in women's health and preventative medicine, and she currently practices general internal medicine at North Shore of Chicago, where she teaches medical students on site. She also is enjoys cooking. She's a cardio tennis running. She's a soccer mom and she really enjoys spending time with her three kids and her husband, who's also a doctor of internal medicine, where Dr. Block practices on the North Shore of Chicago, where she specializes in thyroid disorders and pituitary diseases. She enjoys travel, food, wine, working out with a personal trainer and spending time with her husband, who's a pulmonary and sleep specialist and their three boys. So two busy working, very smart doctors who I'm excited for you to listen to this podcast. Dr. Block, Dr. Levitan, thank you so much for taking the time to sit with us and and just be able to talk some vitamin health with some MDs. We haven't really had this topic at all. Uh, I don't think we've talked much about vitamin health supplementation and especially coming from MDs. So I'm excited to be able to dive in and and really just get this topic to the general public. So hopefully there's some knowledge, some background, and some confidence in the vitamins that you're taking. Yeah, or thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. 
So I think kind of the first question that I'd love to pitch to both of you is just why vitamins? What led you both down this path? I mean, I mean, to the point that you both combined together and, and wrote your book. That's a great question. Um, so interestingly, you know, this was definitely not either of our focus in our practices. Mm. Uh, I'm a physician of internal medicine. Uh, Rami is an endocrinologist. And we actually, we met through work, uh, but we became friends. And through our friendship, we used to talk about, you know, our patients and things that were coming up in our practices frequently. And one thing we realized was coming up again and again for both of us was vitamins. Hmm. We felt like we were talking to our patients a lot about vitamins. Uh, People were just very confused about vitamins. Nobody knew what they should be taking. People were hearing lots of different things from different people. You know, the media was telling them things. They were talking to their friend and their neighbor and their hairstylist and this person and that person. And it was just leaving them incredibly confused. Yeah. And we recognized that this was a problem that needed to be solved. Um, As physicians, we knew that there was an important role for vitamins um, and that, you know, people often were vitamin deficient um, and we were seeing people, you know, with vitamin deficiencies. People were, you know, seeing Rami as an endocrinologist thinking that they had a problem with maybe their thyroid or something, but it turned out they were vitamin deficient. Hmm. So, and then on the flip side, we were seeing people who are coming in with, you know, bags of supplements that they were taking, you know, for various reasons. And we were actually quite concerned because often they were dangerous or dangerous um, combinations of things. So, but we also recognized that the answer was not the same for every person. And that's when we started, well, number one, to, to delve into vitamins in general a little bit more, but also just try to come up with how we could help personalize the experience of vitamins so that people could actually get the right vitamins for their individual needs. And ultimately, that led to, well, to writing the vitamin solution to doctors clear the confusion about vitamins in your health. Um, and also founding our company, Boo Vitamin, where we created a system so people could go online and take a survey. They would answer the questions, a lot of the same questions we were asking our patients in the office, and then they could get a multivitamin that was personalized uh, to them. So that's kind of how this all got started. So were you doing uh, testing as well to kind of see, okay, what are the deficiencies that are pretty common or based on what people are saying or needing? I guess because, you know, when I think of getting a personalized vitamin or supplement, I'm thinking, well, have I done my testing to really see what am I deficient in and what's happening? So can like how how does that relate to I guess being able to take a survey and kind of figure out a multivitamin versus doing the testing? That's a great question. And you know, in the beginning, well, I guess we kind of have to break it down. There are some vitamins that can be tested um, and some vitamins that can't. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of people coming in the office saying, you know, hey, can you test my calcium levels? Can you, you know, test my, you know, XYZ levels. And a lot of the blood testing on those are not accurate and they're not going to show up as a deficiency. Mm. Um, And Mm. then the converse side is we were doing a lot of testing um, for more typical things like vitamin D deficiency and iron deficiency. And we kept noticing that we were able to predict it. 
that based on our questioning, based on your diet or amount of time you spend outside or a sunscreen that you wear and all these other um, you know, questions that we would routinely ask that we were able to predict and say, oh my gosh, I, I know that this person is going to end up with you know, low vitamin D or this person is going to have low iron. And we were finding it correlated. Hmm. So our questions are uh, really nuanced to what we were asking in the office and based on um, our experience as physicians to be able to, uh, you know, personalize this so that we're able to match it, you know, match it to, to your needs. Um, and the other thing that we were finding, which is, I think, very interesting, is that um, a lot of the off-the-shelf um, multivitamins when we started our journey are were you know, geared towards, are you a man or a woman? Are you, you know, of a certain age? Mm -hmm. And we were finding that there were sometimes people who were, um, there were more, the age was just a number and that it didn't necessarily mean that that's what you needed or required. And that we were finding that there were some older women who maybe had more in common with a younger woman than, for example, Arielle and I um, are on the surface the same age. We are both physicians. We both have three kids and we're both healthy except for um, Arielle is a very exercise-oriented, active physician who is also a vegetarian. Mm. I, on the other hand, eat meat. I'm a um, breast cancer survivor. I had premature menopause. And so what I required in my multivitamin is completely different than um, Arielle's, but on the surface, it looks like we're the same. That's fascinating. I love, I love the detail in terms of you know, just being able to explain your guys's background, what you do and why that would be different. I think that's incredibly huge. And, and you're right, something you never see when you go to the store and you're looking at vitamins and they're just, they are just age grouping you or, or putting you in a gender and saying, okay, that's the vitamin that you take, but it's really lacking and really limited to the personalization of what someone might actually need. Right. Or patients would say, well, I went into and I saw like there's a bone formulation or there's a hair formulation, but I need both, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it, just, it really just wasn't working for people, um, the options, and which is understandable because there's no yeah. way that, you know, you as an individual could be expected to really navigate that whole process without some medical guidance because there's, there's really, you know, a lot to knowing the science. And knowing, you know, who needs what and who will actually benefit from what and what's too much, you know, because that's another thing that I don't think people often appreciated was that taking too much of, of certain vitamins, even important good vitamins like vitamin D, could actually be really harmful. And exactly. Yeah. So we really wanted to try to make an easy solution for people to, to find the right answer for themselves. That was something very interesting on our journey is that we discovered that a lot of people, you know, think or feel that, you know, more is is better. Yeah. And that if you, you know, if your body doesn't need it, it's okay because you're just going to eliminate it. You're going to pee it out. We hear we would hear this all the time. And that's not how a lot of the vitamins work. In fact, they're fat soluble and some of them get stored in your system and can cause a lot of toxicity. So what we also started to see during our journey um, was that we were finding people being admitted to the hospital 
for vitamin toxicities or vitamin overdoses. Wow. And mm-hmm. it wasn't who you thought it would be. It wasn't, you know, the, you know, 18, 20-year-old, you know, bodybuilder or gym rat. It was your grandma who was like, okay, I want to be healthier and I want to be able to, you know, be more regular, have more regular bowel movements. And they were the ones that were ending up with, you know, with with issues related to creating very high calcium or too much potassium. And these can cause problems with, um, you know, your energy level or can lead to a coma or an irregular heartbeat. So it really can be dangerous if you're taking the, you know, more is better approach. And so I think that that's where we kind of have, we have a unique perspective as medical doctors of knowing what can happen, you know, if you're, if you're not taking the right things that you need, as well as those interactions that you might have with some of the prescription medications you may be already taking. Mm. I think that's so valuable. And I'm glad you're starting to touch on that. I mean, I think people can get so confused. Again, we've talked yeah. about all the, the vitamins on the shelf and, and what someone might do is look at the back of it and look at, oh, so it's got 100% of this or this many ADUs of this, which people will tend to just look at the percentages and say, okay, great. looks like I'm getting a lot of the vitamins I might need, but let's grab this one. And I kind of want to ask if there's any way, and I know this might be difficult on a podcast, but that you can distinguish for people between like what it means when you're deficient in a vitamin and and symptomatic versus maybe you're just not getting enough of a vitamin and you're asymptomatic versus having optimal levels of that that vitamin and you already kind of touched on the other side with some fat soluble vitamins where you can be getting too much and be having vitamin toxicity well i think that's a challenging question because (laughs) you know unfortunately it varies greatly from vitamin to vitamin Mm. of course so you know that there's no there's no one answer, which is again why we did this. Yeah, um, you know, each vitamin is different. I mean, there are certain vitamins where you'll read the RDA, and you know that's the percentage that you you see on the back of the bottle, and you think, well, oh, I want to get a hundred percent of my calcium RDA, so I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to take what you know whatever milligrams that is. What you're not thinking about is that you're actually getting probably that much in your diet. Mm. So that's an important factor. And and as Rami touched on before, you, you can't measure a, a blood calcium level to know if you're getting enough. Mm. So that's like a historical piece of information that we need to ask you to determine how much calcium you should be getting in your, you know, through a supplement. And in particular, something like calcium, which, you know, we know this, but a lot of lay people don't know, is something that we would much rather you get through your diet than through a supplement because it's almost, it's, it's, it's better absorbed and it's better utilized by your body if it's obtained naturally versus in supplement form where it, it in theory could cause some problems and deposit in places you don't want it, like your breast tissue or your heart. Mm. Um, things like that. So there's a lot of nuance to vitamin. That's just one vitamin. I mean, you know, they all have their own sort of specifics. Um, and you know, some you can measure blood levels on, some you can't. Some, you know, the RDA is not even accurate, so we don't even go by that. Yeah. You know, so right. it's it's complicated, and, and it really shouldn't be left to the 
average person to try to do this research and figure this out. That's what we've made a career out of doing. And yeah, yeah I that's mean, what we, why we believe in our system because it, it makes it a lot easier for people to, you know, answer some simple questions. Let us do the work. We'll figure out what's an appropriate combination for you. I mean, you guys really have put together just something that's, that does sound so efficient so trusted, so credible because of your background and what you do. It just, it, it does make sense. I was going to say that I thought it was a really interesting question because that is something that we, um, you know, hear a lot of, which is, you know, how do I know this is working if I don't feel the difference? Or, yeah. you know, I I tried, uh, you know, your multivitamin for, you know, a month. And after I finished it, I, you know, I didn't notice I had, you know, more energy. Um and I think that there are some of those vitamin deficiencies, which if they're really low, can make you feel symptomatic. And, you know, we see those all the time in our practice between maybe fatigue or hair loss or migraines. And then there's those that you that you're actually improving your overall health and you're not going to feel the benefit from, but you're going to, you know, have an improvement over your life. So for example, making sure you have the right amount of calcium and vitamin D that protect your bones. So you're not going to, your bones aren't going to feel better. It's, but you know, you may actually prevent a future fracture or, um, you know, protecting your heart. So things like that. So I think that there really is a distinct distinction between what your body needs to stay healthy and, you know, what I guess people feel or think they should be feeling. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's a really good point. And I, I you've kind of brought up a couple times too, like the quality of vitamins that are out there and what somebody is just grabbing off of the shelf. And I, I wanted to ask, like, how can somebody, if they are just going to their, their general Walgreens or CVS, like, are there specific things that someone should look out for to know if a vitamin that they're grabbing doesn't have great quality and also are, are there different vitamin vitamin combinations that people might want to look out for because of the way having certain vitamins at the same time or higher the levels of interact. the way they interact with each other i think you raise a great question about quality mm-hmm. um, yeah. and i think it's something that a lot of people haven't thought about what people often don't realize is that the vitamin industry is very unregulated so as opposed to medications you might take, like prescription medications or even over-the-counter medications, vitamins are not regulated by the FDA in the same manner. So nobody is scrutinizing the way that they are manufactured or the, the actual quality or purity of the ingredients. So when we learned this in our research, um, well, it, it really gave us a lot of perspective on a couple things. One, it was one of the things that propelled us to make our own line of vitamins because we felt very strongly that we couldn't recommend products to our patients if we didn't know that we were recommending a really sound, good quality product. So we Mm. went through great lengths to do that in creating our own products. and then, you know, second, we it, it, it really informed us about some of the bigger concerns about many off-the-shelf products because there, and there's data to prove this, that when they've looked at different products off the shelf, they found that they often do not contain what they say they contain. Wow. So sometimes, you know, especially certain herbal supplements, it'll say it's got XYZ, you know, um, 
type of leaf or whatever in it, and it will not contain that. So then it makes you wonder, well, what does it contain instead? And that's a little concerning. Um, or they have found certain products that contain actual prescription drugs, you know, wow. in vitamin products. So, you know, like a male enhancement drug when they, or male enhance, a vitamin that's touted, you know, for male sexual enhancement, they may, you know, examine it and oh, lo and behold, it's Viagra. Um, So it is very concerning um, and people do need to be conscious of this when they're buying vitamins. And there are a couple of ways you can, can sort of help protect yourself. One is to look for certain seals of, of, quality but and there's a lot of sort of fake seals out there so you need to be careful with that too but the ones that we like to recommend are the usp or gmp certifications which our products bear the gmp certification and these are seals of approval that means that the manufacturer has taken on sort of an independent accrediting organization to inspect their products and verify the quality and the purity of their products so that's very important for people to know um, that it's a in this particular line, you know industry, you cannot trust what the bottle says. Mm. Yep, and I, I think that's important too. Or as I refer to it, it helps you know that what's on the label is in the bottle, and what's on the in the bottle is on the label. Yeah. All right, so I want to take a little pause from talking about vitamins to talking about minerals, even more so electrolytes, and why. These are so important to be getting in, especially if you're somebody out there like Dr. Levitan who loves to be working out, who loves to be sweating. You're losing tons of minerals in the form of potassium, sodium, and magnesium that you don't even know about. One thing that Jen and I have loved, loved, loved lately is Element. It is a drink mix, a sports drink mix that incorporates so many electrolytes, including sodium, potassium, and magnesium that can help with so many things other than keeping you hydrated and making your water taste delicious, it's going to help with muscle contractions, avoiding cramps, helping with fatigue and brain fog that can come from not having enough of these electrolytes, but also not staying hydrated throughout the day. So go check out the link down in the show notes. It's going to be drinkelement.com backslash optimal. And with every single order, you can get their sample pack. With the sample pack, you get tons of different flavors. So you can continue trying new flavors. They have so many unique and delicious ones. Sometimes I even cook with it. They have a mango chili flavor that tastes so great as a seasoning on chicken or chicken wings, something to that extent. So go check out that link in the show notes, get your element ordered, get a sample pack. And now let's head back into the interview. I mean, that's really, really helpful just to get an overview of what people can start to look for and look out for and just being aware. And I think it, it always is the more convenient factor to be able to go in and just grab a vitamin off the shelf. But I think we do get to put a little bit more thought and just an idea behind it and say, okay, maybe that's why it is okay to go off of a website and and go through trusted doctors and get a vitamin that way rather than just going into a local store and getting a vitamin that you don't know what might be in it. I think that's really incredibly huge. And if we could touch on that, you know, the vitamin combination that you had talked about before that could be dangerous. I think that's really an interesting factor for people that might not have any idea. Yeah. And I think, again, also even knowing that a good quality product if taken improperly can be dangerous. Mm. You know, I think Rami alluded before to, to toxicity. 
And that goes, you know, certainly for some common, you know, vitamins that we recommend often, including vitamin D, can cause toxicity if taken, you know, in, in too high doses. Um, so that's something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of vitamins, even in multivitamins, that while they may not, you know, put you in the hospital, um, they're not necessarily things that we think people should be taking. For example, vitamin A, which is something that's found in almost every common, you know, over-the-counter multivitamin. And it turns out that, you know, most Americans are not vitamin A deficient. It's, it's a, a found abundantly in our food supply. Um, it's also a fat-soluble vitamin. So if you even ingest a little bit of it, it does tend to stay with you. And it turns out that there's a number of big studies, even another one recently, that confirm association between taking vitamin A supplements and risks of cancer, um, as well as actual increased risk of uh, osteoporosis. So we tend not to include vitamin A in our products because most people don't need it, and it probably is hurting them more than it's helping them to take it. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, things like that that I think um, the, the vitamin industry at large has not really caught on to. But when we delved into the data um, as physicians, we were uh, sort of enlightened about. Mm, that's so interesting. Yeah, I think that one thing that I wanted to ask about too, I, I like earlier how you mentioned diet. And of course, diet is a very crucial component to how we get vitamins in. That's generally in nature where we're finding a lot yeah. of these vitamins and minerals um, that I'm sure you also will include in in your vitamin bottles that you give people. But you mentioned that there are certain vitamins that you like to see people get from their diet instead of in a supplemented form, whether that's for bioavailability or how the body takes up that vitamin. Could you just talk about some of those that you like to see people get in their diet instead of in a supplement form? Well, I think there's some like, for example, the calcium, which is best processed when you do take it, have it in food. And um, something that we hear a lot is that, oh, well, I'm lactose intolerant or I I can't eat dairy. Um, So they think they're not getting calcium. And the truth is there's a lot of calcium in dark green leafy vegetables, chickpeas, and these are really absorbed well by your body. And especially, you know, when you add, uh, you know, add other combinations, they're really a healthy, a healthier way to get them. Now, conversely, there's things like vitamin D that um, it, we don't find in abundance in foods. And in fact, mm. it's very difficult to get the amounts that you need from your diet. So the few foods that really are rich in vitamin D are things like wild caught salmon, which is you know pretty expensive and hard to get enough to be able to uh, you know maintain your levels um, and some forms of wild bush- mushrooms. So you know that's another place where you know we've done the work so that we can personalize it and make sure that the combinations are evidence based. And, um, you know, based on the the best science. And is there, do you believe that there's a way, I mean, it sounds like probably not, but (laughs) do you believe that there is a way to get enough within your diet that you wouldn't need to supplement? So with vitamin D, it's very unlikely. Like that's one that's almost impossible because you know, there just aren't good. I mean, I guess if you ate liver every day, maybe, Mm. (laughs) but then the other reason we tell you not to do that. 
Um, it just isn't found in significant quantities in, in food. Yeah. Um, now, you can get it from sunlight. So a lot of people say, oh, I don't miss out all the time. But if you really look at what that means, it, it usually does not really translate to, to getting enough vitamin D either. I mean, to be out in the sun, you need to be skin exposed, no sunscreen, you know, for a significant amount of time every day, year round. And yeah. that is just not happening, um, you know, nor should it be because yeah. it, it increases your risk of skin cancer. Um, so, yeah, people don't realize that, you know, their being in the sun is not usually sufficient. Even the, like some of our patients who spend, you know, winters in Florida, et cetera, they, they are still vitamin D, D deficient because, you know, first of all, as you get older, you tend not to absorb it as well anyway. But yeah, so that's one that's almost impossible to get from food. Mm. Another one common deficiency that we see that people think they're getting from food, but they're often not, is iron. Mm. Um, a lot more people, especially women, are iron deficient than they realize. And I think societally, in general, this part of this is actually because we, we do eat more healthily. We don't eat as much red meat as we used to. And that's probably your best dietary source of iron. Um, so even those who eat red meat tend not to eat it in the same quantities that, you know, we once did. Mm -hmm. And so it's very hard to get a yes. Other, there are fruits and vegetables that contain iron, you know, legumes like lentils, etc. But they, they're not absorbed, um, as well as other forms of iron. And so unfortunately that's a tough one to get through diet as well. Yeah. So kind of staying along the diet thread, I know I believe at the beginning, Dr. Rami, you said, Dr. Ari, Ariel, you are vegetarian or vegan. And I know that there are different diet trends that are becoming more and more popular, like like the carnivore or eating a lot more plant heavy, or I mean, animal heavy sources of protein. So if you are consulting with somebody who has a vegan or vegetarian diet versus someone who eats a lot more animal proteins, what would you tend to see in the vitamins that they need to be looking at supplementing? Ayurveda is definitely a big one, and maybe B twelve. So I think that that you know could be one of the main you know differences between a like a vegan vegetarian diet and a, a and a carnivore like myself. Those are those are really the the main ones. The other thing to think about, especially in vegans versus you know either vegetarians or pescatarians is fish oil, omega-3, mm -hmm. because omega-3s, I mean, you, you can get them from certain certain vegan sources, like, um, you know, certain nuts and, and flaxseed and things like that, but, but a lot of people get omega-3s through fish, and omega-3s are really important and useful for a lot of things, and so we, we they're not included in our multivitamins because it's hard to, to make a, a good product, multivitamin product containing omega-3 it, it just doesn't hold the oil the way it should mm. or the oil doesn't hold the vitamins the way it should i should say um so we do have an omega-3 add-on for our, our multivitamins that's a vegan sourced omega-3 mm. um, but omega-3s are are a, can be a great addition they, they can help health in so many ways including cardiovascular health they have anti-inflammatory properties that can help um, with certain types of arthritis, they, they seem to have a good effect on mood and um, cognition and memory, uh, certain ty types of arthritis, things like that. So 
that's an important one um, that we recommend often and is also somewhat challenging to obtain from diet. Yeah, I think that's really important to just continue to to understand the differences in how you eat and what you're eating and what you might need more of in terms of what your diet might not be offering you. And when it comes to those differences, especially for a woman, does it, a woman in particular goes through so many life changes, whether it's pregnancy, postpartum, menopause, every month, you know, are there differences then that need to be changed up within the vitamins that they're taking, whether it's on a monthly basis due to cycle, or is it based on, you know, when you're coming up to perimenopause or differences in pregnancy? Like, how does that change throughout a woman's life cycle? That's such an interesting question. I think that um, uh, not the changes I think are relevant, especially depending on, you know, whether you're um, trying to become pregnant, Mm. you're um, postpartum and you're lactating, whether you're, you know, starting to go through perimenopause or then menopausal. But again, you know, we're not all the same. So you can't even put, you know, five postmenopausal women in a room and they all need the same thing. So I think that's where the personalization comes in, into play. But we do try and um, encourage um, our our customers that they should be thinking about retaking the survey and making sure that they're still matched to the correct formulation, um, you know, given, given these changes. And we might find that, you know, specifically someone who's, um, you know, thinking about family planning, that they need to have folic acid and that they need a, a higher level of iron and that they um, need to be able to um, have these nutritional support during um, family planning and then pregnancy. And then we also um, often include um, iodine. The American Thyroid Association recommends that um women get about 150 micrograms of iodine um, in their diet to help with thyroid health um, and about 220 if you're lactating. So this is something that um, is a little bit more unusual that we have in our vitamins. And we do find that a lot of um, patients will come in and they're taking an iodine supplement and it's like 65 milligrams and that can actually flare up your thyroid. So, you know, there's a lot of nuances to the amounts and the levels. And when you're adding many combinations together, it can get really complicated. I mean, our our bodies are, you know, these fascinating, wonderful things, but we're complicated. So I think we need to be, you know, cognizant of of knowing that, you know, an off-the-shelf vitamin or supplement really isn't um, one-size-fits-all. One thing I would also have... Um, just getting back to the nutritional deficiencies and food um, is that we didn't mention, but I think it's important for people to realize we have, we wish everybody could get all the vitamins they need through their diet. I mean, that is, of course, the ideal world, you know, eat the rainbow, eat this wonderful, healthy diet where you get all your nutrients. However, um, something to keep in mind is that, you know, the food supply is not as it once was in terms of nutrients. Um, unfortunately, you know, a lot of our produce has been genetically engineered to, you know, look pretty, have a long shelf life, all of these things. And in doing so, they've really removed a lot of the nutrients. And even, unfortunately, organic produce, while it it may be a little bit better, 
um, the soil levels of soil mineralization are still not what they once were. And so unfortunately, the, the produce just does not contain the, the amount of vitamins that it, it used to. Uh, so that's part of why these deficiencies are so rampant. I just didn't want to leave that. And with that, do you kind of recommend then, you know, trying your best to to go more organic or to, to really look at the kind of produce that you're getting? I mean, absolutely. Listen, again, eating <laughs> tons of fruits and vegetables, you're, you're not going to do yourself harm in general. Yeah. And, and certainly the more organic, the better. But we realize that, you know, Listen, everybody has their limitations, whether it's time, money, whatever. It's just, we live in an imperfect world. So it's very hard to achieve that. Yeah. Um, and so we think that, you know, everyone should do the best they can. But then in the end, most of us still need a little help with some supplements. Definitely. So when somebody starts taking a new vitamin or supplement or something like that, how long do you tend to recommend that they should? stick with that before reassessing or thinking that it's working or not working? Because you kind of mentioned earlier, somebody will be taking a supplement and say like, I'm not feeling a difference. What What's going on? So how long should somebody be taking a supplement or a vitamin before retesting or reassessing where they're at? So I think it depends on you know what you're looking for. Um, I would say in general, though, you really need to give vitamins. I mean, again, there are things, as Rami touched on before, that you are never going to be able to feel or prove that your vitamins are doing for you, yeah. like keeping your bones strong or potentially preventing heart disease, you know, things of that nature. Like, mm -hmm. there's no way to assess that, really. Um, so, you, you, you know, have to just be aware of that. Um, in terms of actual things that you might feel... We generally say give at least 90 days because it really takes that long for a lot of um, certain vitamins to build up in your system, especially the fat-soluble ones like E and D um, and things of that nature. And also, we see a lot of people who have issues with thinning hair and um, who really, you know, we find respond really well to vitamins ultimately um, to help with that problem. However, it takes quite a while to see improvements in, in hair loss from vitamins because, you know, the hair cycle is at least 90 days um, to start new growth of hair. So, you know, we, we definitely recommend that people stick with vitamins for at least 90 days uh, to start to see improvements and things like that. You'll often see improvements in your nails first, if you're, um, even if you're not worried about your nails, but sometimes people notice when they're taking our vitamins right away that their nails are stronger. Mm. And that's because nails grow quickly and you can see the effects of vitamins there relatively fast. And so once someone takes this uh, survey and kind of figures out what they need personalized for them through VU Vitamins, which we're going to link up below for you, but what, you know, how long are they typically on this? Do they reassess after a t amount of time? Or are they just always on this one subscription that, you know, continues to repeat? Is there a, a time and point or is it really just based on where they are in life and what they're needing at the time? Yeah, I would, I would say that, you know, we would encourage people to retake the survey about every, you know, six months to a year just to make sure that, mm -hmm. um, they're getting matched to the right formulation and it's meeting all their needs. Um, and for people who really do feel great and just, 
you know, don't think they need to change it up too much, that they should be certainly reassessing um, whenever they're having, you know, a big life change. So, you know, whether they've, you know, delivered a baby or whether they're entering perimenopause or, you know, postmenopause, I think that these are really good times to reevaluate. Um, if you're starting a new medication and you want to make sure there's, you know, that you're, it's not causing any kind of deficiencies by adding it, you know, they are, um, our survey will take that into account from things from your thyroid medication to blood thinners. So that's another good time to have, to make sure you recheck out the survey. Amazing. That sounds so great. And like we said, we will link this all up down below, but just so we can hear it from you, where can people go to one, find the survey, learn more about VU vitamins, or just learn more about what you, Dr. Rami, and you, Dr. Ariel, do? So you can go to vuvitamin.com, vitamin.com and you can easily take the survey there. And um, at the conclusion of the survey, you know, you are offered your your combination of, of, of the proper vitamins to meet your needs. Um, and if you want to learn more, then we also have a blog on that site. But if you want to read more, you can also obtain a copy of our book, um, which is available on Amazon and all the major book outlets. And it's called The Vitamin Solution to Doctors Clear the Confusion About vitamin and your health, Vitamins and Your Health. Great. And we'll link that book up below too, because I think that'll be really helpful for people just to continue to learn and get an idea of what's best for them. Thank you both so much for taking time out of what I'm sure are very busy schedules, especially with kids and as MDs. So we just really appreciate your time, appreciate your expertise and the product that you have brought together, knowing that every person is individual, knowing that every person gets to be treated as an individual and find a place for people to be able to, to get access to that vitamin for them. So thank you guys for what you're doing. I really think that was just an illuminating conversation with Dr. Block and Dr. Levitan about vitamins, kind of busting some of the myths, really getting down into the nitty gritty of what is realistic to get through our diet and what we can get through a supplementation plan like VU Vitamins. So go check out their information. We'll link it up down in the show notes. Remember, we have that Gen Health community challenge going for the full body low impact plan and also to go grab your element and get a free sample pack. If you're looking to support our podcast, you can always rate and review it on your favorite podcasting platform. And of course, we will see you next time on the Optimal Body Podcast.